Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on May 13th, 2022 in South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a huge politics section, folks. Strap it in, get ready, because we're recapping the final days of the 2022 legislative session. What made it to the governor's desk? What's still alive in conference committee? And what bills are dead and gone? We have a comprehensive list of all those bills and comment from the top legislative leaders in the statehouse, and even some heated exchanges ahead of the clock striking 5 p.m. Thursday, marking the end of the two-year regular session. In business, we look at new inflation data, a new ports record, and unfortunately, a new gas price record as well. If you want to air your grievances with us, talk about gas prices or the legislative session, you can do that for free. Free. 803-563-7169. That's the phone number you can call right now, unless you're driving, in which case, please pull over to a safe area and then dial 803-563-7169 and leave your name, where you're calling from, your mother's main name, last four of your social, and just anything on the top of your mind, because that's what we're here for here at The Lead, to talk to our leaders and hear what's on their mind. Give us some ideas what you want to hear. Uh, maybe have a big decision you want us to settle. We can do that. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is low, according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the week ending May 7th, there are 4,458 cases and four deaths. Cases were up 46% from the week before. There are 120 South Carolinians hospitalized with COVID-19, 15 are in intensive care, and four are on ventilators. All those metrics are similar to those week over week. And right now, 54.6% of eligible South Carolinians are fully vaccinated. New music day. Back it up, back it in. Let me begin, folks. This is just part one of your 2022 legislative session wrap up right here, right for you right now. The gavel struck sine die at 5 p.m. Thursday, and with it, House Speaker Jay Lucas's eight-year reign as Speaker ended. Former House Ways and Means Chairman Merle Smith inherits the gavel and the ceremonial purple robe. And that was just one moment of a crazy week leading up to the end, with both chambers in for some 12 hours on Wednesday alone. Luckily, the Constitution requires business to end at 5 p.m. on Thursday. So yes, we will look at some of the top bills that passed, Bills that are in conference committee where lawmakers are working out differences ahead of their return for a special session on June 15th. And we also look at the bills that didn't make it as the two-year legislative session adjourned sine die Thursday at 5 p.m. But let's start with what passed over the last few days and right up to the end. The widely popular early voting slash election integrity bill, yes, it came back from the dead, folks, with a compromise. A compromise that had been on the table for weeks, but we love drama in the statehouse. Now, this compromise gives the Senate the power to confirm the state's election commission's executive director, not confirming the governor's commission appointments. That's what the Senate originally wanted. But there, there, there was a compromise. Now, the bill creates two weeks of early voting with multiple locations in every county. It makes voting fraud a felony and requires election audits. It makes absentee voting mail-in only, among other things. H-4608, the Transgender Student-Athlete Ban Bill, which prohibits student-athletes from participating on sports teams that don't correspond to the gender they were signed at birth, also passed. H-3066 bars public schools and school districts from using debt collection agencies to collect outstanding debts from students. 
It also prohibits them from adding interest or any fees on top of existing lunch debt. Next up, H3050. We've talked about this one before. It requires any non-certified law enforcement officer be accompanied by a certified officer when on duty. It creates minimum policing standards for departments statewide for everything from hiring and firing practices to when to use no-knock warrants. It also limits the use of chokeholds to life or death situations. We're going to take a break here and let you hear from Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey, who gave his thoughts to reporters on how session went. There were a lot of a lot of good accomplishments this year. I mean, with the with the the election reform, we've got a strong election package that we were able to pass. I'm I'm pleased with that. We did a lot of work on education this year with education scholarship accounts, which I think is going to help a lot of poor children um, have access to better educational opportunities. But we also help teachers with some unencumbered time, uh, giving them a break during the school day and providing more scholarship funds for for students who want to become teachers. Um, we did some things with economic development and the budget that's going to pay off over the long term. And of course, we got some strong tax relief in the budget as well, which I'm hopeful we're going to get an agreement on. So we did a lot of really good things. There were some disappointments. You know, the, the Senate spent a lot of time trying to modernize our, our health care system with certificate of need repeal. I'm disappointed that we didn't get that finished on the House side. Uh, we spent a lot of time on medical marijuana. I'm disappointed that didn't work out especially disappointed the way that it didn't work out. Um, and, um, you know, I also wish we could have finalized the, the deal on, um, on some se- severe penalties for texting while driving, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that didn't happen. But overall, I think it was a very successful year. I'm glad we finished strong, um, and I'm glad to get a little break for a little while. All right, just a little, little break right there, but let's continue on the bills that passed. Yeah, there was a lot of them. H4408, that's the American Rescue Plan Act spending bill. We've talked about this many times, but this bill sends hundreds of millions of federal dollars to improve rural infrastructure, rebuild and improve roads and bridges, of course, and it also closes the broadband gap. So hundreds of millions of dollars right there, big investments coming to the state. S-946 gives K through fifth grade teachers at least 30 minutes of unencumbered time a day, something a lot of teachers are looking forward to. S-533 will phase out the sub-minimum wage for workers with a disability by August 2024. S-628 gives pharmacists the ability to dispense several hormonal contraceptives, including oral ones like the pill, patches, and injectables, without a prescription. Senate Minority Leader Brad Hutto also shared his thoughts on the session. Here's Hutto. We had uh, election reform bill, which we generally come to a consensus on. I think that's an important development. Um, big disappointment that, that we didn't eventually get a vote in the House on the marijuana bill, but uh, I'm assured uh, with my co-sponsor, Senator Davis, that that bill will be up first next year, and we will get it out of the Senate very early, if not in the first couple days, at least in the first week or two, and then send it back to the House. Uh, the people of South Carolina deserve a vote on that bill, and the fact that it got derailed by uh, a ruling uh, is unfortunate. But we'll correct the issues uh, that led to that, and we'll get an up or down vote on that uh, next year. We still have unresolved issues as it relates to teacher pay, but that might be worked out in the uh, in the budget uh, conference committee. Um, and so, you know, overall, I would say it was it was a good year. It wasn't anything particularly special, but this was a, an interesting year, and it was our first full year back from the pandemic. We did have a lot of additional monies to allocate. Uh, We did vote for a tax reduction. I think that's important. Now let's move on to conference committees. That's right. Uh, These are bills that have a few more wrinkles that need to be ironed out or relaxed, as my injectioner says. 
Now, for a bill to become a law, the House and Senate both must approve it. You know that. But usually, a bill comes out of one chamber as an amended version, and then the other chamber will amend it a different way. Sometimes these differences are agreed upon, and the bill goes on its way to the governor's desk. Other times, both chambers insist on their changes, and a conference committee of three senators and three representatives is appointed to hash out the details. Here are some big bills that are in conference committees. The budget. Surprise, it's always in conference. We'll find out exactly how much money lawmakers will appropriate, what projects are and aren't getting funded, and what pay raises and salaries for state employees, teachers, and law enforcement will look like. We'll be following the budget developments as we lead up to the June 15th special session. S-133 is a convention of states bill similar to the one that the governor signed last month. About 18 other states have passed similar proposals, and Congress needs requests from 34 states to convene a convention of states. H-4776 is the medical conscience bill, which would allow doctors and medical practitioners the ability to deny services that violate their conscience, which has the LGBT community and others concerned. Senate Minority Leader Brad Hutto, who you just heard from, had a back and forth with Senator Larry Grooms earlier this week on the bill. Here's part of that exchange with Hutto first and then Grooms, who was explaining the bill. Back when COVID was at its height, hopefully we'll never say that again, but um, we had days of testimony about people not wanting to prescribe ivermectin or not wanting to fill ivermectin or doctors not wanting to treat uh, patients who are not vaccinated or hospital systems saying certain procedures are not available to those who are not vaccinated. All of that's covered in this, right? That's correct. All right. So all of that that we had all this uproar about six months ago, it's now going to be okay under this because if a hospital system wants to say, if you're a pharmacist that works for us and we have a policy that we are not going to fill ivermectin within the hospital system, that's okay. If it's a ethical reason, ethical or religious belief. Another bill in conference committee is S-202, which gives the state inspector general the ability to investigate schools and school districts. S-935 creates the Education Scholarship Account Pilot Program that gives parents of poor students taxpayer dollars for private schools. And you better believe it, folks, that there is a conference committee for the Carolina Squat Bill, S-908. That's right. That bill prohibits trucks from being lifted in such a way that creates what is known as the Carolina Squat. I mean, what's next? The bill was also amended with language to clamp down on catalytic converter theft and reselling. So, squat them while you got them, folks. <laughs> From the squats to bills that are D-E-A-D dead. That's right, folks. In memoriam, S-945 was a bill requiring school board meetings to be live-streamed and was sent to the House in early April. But this week, it was amended with language from the House Education Committee's CRT bill, that's critical race theory, which previously died in the Senate. The Senate did not pass S-945 when it came back on Thursday, but a budget proviso like the one in the current fiscal year's budget that says no money given to schools and school districts can be used to teach concepts that show, quote, an individual by virtue of his race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. And an individual should feel guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on accounts of his race or sex. So again, CRT dead for the year, but also going to be in the budget as a proviso, which is a one-year law, temporary there. Another bill that didn't make it is H-3939, which will allow law enforcement officers injured in the line of duty to be considered for workers' compensation awards for stress, mental injury, or mental illness injuries after use of force incidents. That bill remained blocked by Greenville Republican Senator Ross Turner. 
Another big bill that died, despite every attempt by Democrats in the Senate and House, was hate crimes. They were trying to get it amended onto another bill or get put in the Sine Die resolution. That resolution dictates what lawmakers can take up and deal with after Sine Die. But the bill didn't make it this year. House Speaker Jay Lucas had this to say on the House floor when asking members to vote for the Sine Die resolution, which, like I said, did not include the provision for hate crimes. Take a listen. And I want to want to talk to all the members of the House. Mr. Gilliard has worked so hard on this issue. The South Carolina House of Representatives stood up and passed a hate crime bill. We sent it, we sent it over to the Senate, and they didn't take it up. They had an opportunity to put it in the sine die resolution yesterday, and they rejected that, Mr. King. So this is where we are. And unfortunately, both bodies have to agree um, when we can come back. And they don't want to do that. And we have stepped up and we have done it. And um, I don't understand why. Your senator, you may want to go ask him why. I know Mr. Gilliard goes over there often and asks them about that. But, um, you know, if they're not going to move the ball, then there's certainly no reason to put it in this signing die resolution because they've indicated they're not going to take it up. And they've also indicated that they're not going to pass a signing die resolution with this in it, having rejected it yesterday. I'm going out of the door in two days, and I can look Mr. Gilliard in the eye and say, Wendell, I'm sorry the hate crimes bill didn't pass. We put a lot into it in the South Carolina House. We got nothing back. Also six feet under is the bill restructuring the University of South Carolina Board of Trustees. It died a spicy death as several senators filibustered it up until the final moments of session Thursday in the Senate. This led to some tense moments among big personalities within their own party such as Richmond County Democratic Senator Dick Harpoolian and his caucus leader, Brad Hutto of Orangeburg. You're hearing a lot of Brad Hutto in this episode, folks. But take a listen here. I understand your frustration. It's 20 minutes till 5. It's not going to happen. It's a good, good discussion for where we go next year. A lot, a lot of good came out of the discussions. I understood more about what you were concerned about after our meeting this morning. I understand after meeting with Senator Talley and Senator... Young, what the committee heard over the but, time that they've been working on this. Does, does your decision and opposition to any change, because we don't do anything in the next 20 minutes, it will status quo, is that based on... No, no sir, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's wrong as a supposition. Nothing is going to change anyway. Everybody who is currently on the board is going to stay on the board. Until election next year. What? Not even then. They have a term. If we this had the legislation election, would change that. Right. And when we come back in January, there's time to change that. But you're not in any hurry. I am not. Because nothing's going to change between now and January. But one of those people, one of those people we're now. talking about is your law partner. Does that in any way affect your decision here? No, it doesn't. I haven't talked to him about it. Well, I'm you sure you haven't talked to him, but he's... Talk, you asked me today if I sent him a copy of this amendment. I haven't. I, I, I so, in my you own understand person, how that looks... Do you not? No. That you'd be voting on and holding up a bill that would affect your law partner's term on I, the look, board of trustees? Senate, the Senate would be in order. Of South Carolina. It doesn't bother me. You can say what you want to about me. That's what you're trying to do. Senator, I'm trying I, to understand how I you... I told you from the beginning that right now there are 22 members on that board and seven of them come from counties with less than 75,000 or 80,000, whatever the cutoff is. And I was very concerned that we have geographic representation. And when you move this board from 22 to 14, which was what the proposal, you're basically going to eliminate 
all the rural slots on the board. So the, then, so one of the mechanisms they came up with that was suggested, well, let's go to the regional campus approach because some of the regional campuses are in rural areas. But others said, why would we handpick a few counties that designate, just like the senator from Charleston was saying, we can't designate everybody that Citadel's got to come from Charleston anymore. It's an interesting pro concept of how to deal with the rural issue, but probably not the right one. Another bill that got smoked is Senator Tom Davis's medical marijuana bill that went as far as it ever had this session. I spoke with Davis on This Week in South Carolina about how things went down, and I'll bring you that interview in Tuesday's podcast when we continue our look at Sine Die and the offseason with Senate leaders on how and when lawmakers will return to deal with the U.S. Supreme Court's expected overturning of Roe v. Wade this summer and what opponents think of that situation. And just on the way out, too, as we wrap up our look at Sine Die, bills moving to break up DHEC and that certificate of need bill for hospitals and medical facilities also did make it through this session. A lot of lawyers out there, a lot of folks happy. <laughs> and just real quick, on the way out in our That's Hot column, Senator Tim Scott tweeted several pictures of a meeting between himself and Paris Hilton in his Washington office where they discussed how they can better serve America's youth. Hilton met with several lawmakers and stopped by the White House to discuss care at children's residential facilities. That's hot. We got a short but important business section for you folks. That's right. New data this week showed that inflation slowed to 8.3%. That's down from 8.5%. That was the first drop in the annualized rate in eight months. But month over month, prices rose 0.3%, one of the lowest monthly increases. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics noted that declining energy prices, including gasoline, helped slow inflation some. Of course, now that we're hitting new record gas prices this month, it will be probably definitely a different story when BLS reports numbers in June. Moving on, the SC Ports Authority had another record-breaking month. Is every month a record-breaker for our ports? Seems like we're consistently breaking records, I guess. I guess that's why the governor spells ports M-O-N-E-Y. SCPA said it had its best April ever for containers handled marking the 14th consecutive month of cargo records at the Port of Charleston. So yes, every month for the past 14 months has been a record. Okay, I get it now. I see that. These volumes are driven by sustained retail imports. People are shopping. People are buying. That's what you do, and you're doing it well. That's why it's up 34% in April compared to last year. What are you guys buying out there? <laughs> Send us some toys. Send us some gifts. We love it. 803-563-769. SC Port said it handled 264,099 20-foot equivalent container units, those are TEUs, at Wando Welch, North Charleston, and Leatherman Terminals in April, up 17% from last year. SC Ports moved 2.4 million TEUs thus far in fiscal year 2022. That's July through April. That's up 15% fiscal year over year. So, a lot of moving and shaking going down in the low country. And... We have another record for you. This one, not so good. Definitely not so good. We broke a record for the cost of an average gallon of gas in the state. That's right. You're probably feeling that pinch of the pump. If you're listening while you're pumping right now, don't blame me, folks, okay? A lot of, a lot of geopolitical factors going on there. But on Friday, May 13th, we reached $4.13 a gallon. That eclipses our summer 2008 record by a penny. 
Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic, and we always want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voice mailbox, 803-563-7169. What a good read, Gavin. We that was love very natural. Hearing you guys. <laughs> we love hearing from you. No judgment. Come as you are. No toll spin free. No, no spin. Oh, my God. I, it's like... The wash cycle. I just let it sit in the water. I don't even spin it. No. That's like, smart. Yeah. You okay. let it soak. You let it soak And then to you the drain bottom. it, and yeah. that's how I clean my clothes. Exactly. You look it. You look great today, <laughs> by the way. Anyway, Gavin, what keep going. What are you talking going. about? Keep going. But. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was my intro spiel. So now it's It was a real natural uh, read, by the way. A-T. Yes. Well, the voicemail box. Yeah. The hopper, as it's known around these parts. Fondly called, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we got we got a call, okay? okay. We got a call. Love that. Is that okay? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Is that all right? God, I, really... I know you were going on a real tirade against uh, calls earlier. <laughs> I so. was trashing the studio. Yeah, he, he flipping tables, a lot of bad stuff, a lot and, of bad look And you're here. like, oh, actually, we do have one. I was like, okay. I'll be back. Yeah, and <laughs> you went, you got your wet. That's that's what Gavin calls his water. Give it a shake. Give it a shake. That's it. We got a new water fountain at work, folks. Oh, God. Fills the bottles up. Oh, lives have been changed. It is great. Anyway, Gavin, while you're drinking, I'm going to go ahead and play this, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Hi, it's Amanda once again from hashtag Yeah, That Greenville, making my contribution to the hopper, keeping it full. You may hear loud children in the background. I was uh, coming at you with another bread-related voicemail. I thought you might be interested in knowing. Yes, that's the odd child in the background. I wanted to share the story of how my grandfather learned that my mother likes bagels and sounded downright disappointed. My mom really likes bagels. I don't think she learned what a bagel was until she was an adult. And uh, she really likes bagels. She fed us a lot of bagels, you know, when I was a kid. I was not a huge fan. I guess that's not surprising, giving my thoughts on scones. Um, but I did have a really good bagel at Sully Steamers when I moved to Greenville, which has kind of changed my mind on the on the bagel situation. I think a good, fresh bagel is a lot better than just kind of like a grocery store bagel that's been sitting around for who knows how long. And these were bagels from a grocery store in Lowcountry, South Carolina, so who knows how long this bagels have been in that grocery store. Uh, but yeah, my grandfather, I think, is still disappointed in his daughter for eating bagels. Also, currently, I think I have six or seven things to hang up on my wall. I'm going to go. I have well children. Bye. Amanda, thanks for making time for calling. Love that you just squeeze that in there. And then, of course, mom, mom duties called, so we uh, respect that. We appreciate that. And we also love talking about bread on this podcast. I, I, I'm a big bread forward man. Oh, yes. You know, uh, I might be intolerant about a lot of things, but I'm very gluten tolerant. You know? And I'm looking up uh, the, the place she mentioned, Amanda mentioned, Sully's Steamers in Greenville. And Steamers. I think, I don't know about that name. I think we just need to do a road trip. Maybe uh, we'll call up Amanda when we get there and be bagels, like, let's have a bagel day. Bagels These bagel sandwiches look incredible. are tough in the South. As a Jersey, yes, Jersey you, guy. This is a big hill for you, which yeah, I respect. There are, it's, it's tough. I mean, the chain bagels, they're they're better than than the grocery store bagels. Sure. The grocery store bagels are- Last resort. Absolutely terrible. It's a resort I will not go to. <laughs> yeah, like a sandals. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sandals. <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, but- Recently, there is someone in town. Is I think it's like it's called just like Ben's Bagels or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He sells them out of a warehouse on Fridays. <laughs> legit, legit. I respect that. But it. honestly, it's it's one of the better bagels I've had mm-hmm. uh, in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, 
because I've had a mule bagels back for you when I've yes. been up to New York and New it Jersey. Is, it is a, if you know me and I know that you're going near a bagel, oh, yeah. I will ask you to Bring uh, them back. Yeah, smuggle them. Yeah, in your luggage, yeah. and it, it does it does take a lot of luggage space. These bagels, it's a dedication. Yes, my aunt Schechter's up in the Big Apple this weekend. Maybe we can put an order we, in with her. We absolutely need to get her to, to smuggle bagels uh, back. Yes, but yeah, anytime we can try and find a good bagel in the South, we are there for it. Yes, so. I, I I would drive to Green if these are certified good bagels. Mm-hmm. I would drive to Greenville. Yeah, maybe we'll just inadvertently have it. But uh, thanks for the tip, Amanda. We'd love. Hearing from you, and we'll we'll let you know. If tough, we make it up there. tough. Six things to hang too. Oh, I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's all. That's always on the to do list. Yes, Just things to hang, and it's like, uh, well, especially when you have plaster walls. Like, oof, the plaster walls. That's yeah. not getting done. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but uh, I also, Gavin, I just wanted to bring up. I've I had quite a tough day two days ago. Oh. Yeah, the the inevitable happened. I should have been more prepared mentally and emotionally for this to happen. Uh huh. But the first cat barf on the new couch. Oh God! Yeah, real sad. Okay, how about a trigger warning it's, for something? It's like close. This? Yeah, it's close to trigger warning needed. Well, so you got to test out the durability of this exactly, new material. Yes, I I I should have known. And I, it's obvious who the perpetrator is. Yogi. It, it was Chippy. Chippy. Yogi has the decency. <laughs> to get off and go barf on the ground, but uh, Chippy will just roll over wherever he is, unload, and then roll back over <laughs> oh and sleep. Oh my god, savagery! <laughs> yeah, he is a savage. I was going to try and you know give Chippy some love there, but I can't. He's I can't a, he's a that. great cat otherwise, yeah. but this barfing stuff—it's just he, it, he's just wanton with it. You know what I mean? From bagels to barf, I love this. Did it come out? Yeah, it came out. Thank it, God. Thank, I thank God. Thank I know. God. But uh, I mean, he's a great associate producer on this podcast. Of course, also. yeah. yeah. <laughs> he makes it work. He makes it work. You, you, you guys couldn't imagine what this, especially this section would sound like in health and wealth thank you chippy thank you Uh, speaking of health and wealth i'm still making it through this day yes post signy die signy dies a lot of power a lot of weight has been lifted so while gavin said during the pod that it does end at 5 p.m that's that's a soft end right there (laughs) you know because the night of signy die is like it's like last day of high school Mm -hmm. for this place leave it all out there yeah. yeah There's there 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 are different parties in different places. Mm-hmm. Everyone ends up at a bar called Nightcaps. Um, well, that's how they were supposed to, and it didn't happen this year. It was pretty dead. I was I was home in bed by like eleven o'clock. Good I for was, you. You know, yeah, good I, and bad, but you're you know. disappointed. I was. You I you was. wanted to be okay. uh, wine dined, regaled, and whatnot. Well, it's not so much that. It's just that you want to you know catch up with people and talk about things, especially with all the things that happened the last day or so. And last yeah. year, things you know, Sunny Day was done at like three o'clock, so people were just headed out of town. It rained a little bit right after things happened here yesterday. Yesterday evening, so that I think that was all putting. I know there's some other parties too for, uh, you know, Speaker Lucas and Gary Simmel retiring. So some big names and big things happening. So I think that took people outside of the downtown area. Mm-hmm. But um, it was still nice. I saw some reporter friends. You know, saw some other folks and reconnected. So it's sad though. It was, you wanted you know, more. The core group. Yeah, I just wanted more. Wanted see more. some things. Hear some things. All that fun stuff. Caitlin but, and I went to dinner downtown. And I was like, we shouldn't go. It's going to mm-hmm. be packed. It's going to be crazy because that got out. Yeah. And we got there. We got parking immediately on Main Street, yeah. and it wasn't crazy at we all. We went from Halls and we went to Bourbon, and we got a table at Bourbon. We all, it was good because I needed to eat something. I didn't eat anything all day. So besides the three olives and my martini, you know, that's— I love that, olives. That's, I love <laughs> olives. <laughs> not enough to fill me up. But, yeah, it was good. It was a nice end uh, to a nice— 
long session there. So thank you to everyone for supporting us and helping us get through this. And hopefully you can learn something from this episode. And we got plenty more content coming next <laughs> yeah. week. Hopefully you made it through this to yeah. this part of this podcast. If you're here, you're part of the one percent. Congratulations. You're, you're a one percenter. Congrats. You're hired. Anyway, you're hired. <laughs> if you made it here, binding contract, you do have to call. You do have to call. We do know that you made it this far, actually. You have to tell me your favorite kind of bagel, and I will criticize it, okay? <laughs> I will criticize it if it isn't one of three kinds of bagels that I like. And I'm not going to tell you what they are, but it will, <laughs> The your, your hiring or firing will hinge upon your answer. Okay, yes. great. Gavin, give Oof. them, give them the, the fine print here, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, my, uh, my leader bagel babies give us a call like amanda and uh show us some love some gluten love or gluten-free love at 803-563-7169 you can also show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on itunes like ohio vic recently did we love that you can stay up to date with the latest news on scetv.org and southcarolinapublicradio.org and don't forget to support your local newspapers for the south carolina lead i'm gavin jackson be well south carolina Now wait. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. Now wait a second. Apostrophe you're gonna, D. Now if you wait a second, you're gonna love this. Apostrophe D. <laughs> oh, uh, Gavin, it's so good. <laughs> Consume.